Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. The matchups, the superstars, the games. Starting defense, place at the table. Wow! This is Football Sunday on The Fan, a comprehensive look at today's National Football League action with your hosts, Mike Lynch and Rashad Taylor. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. It is Football Sunday, a Mike and Joe edition today. And uh, I have returned from my week-long COVID exposure quarantine that somehow, in some way, did not lead to me getting COVID, which is seemingly impossible based on what happened. Uh, My girlfriend has COVID. Both of her kids have COVID, uh, although they are now getting over COVID. Uh, Rashad has COVID. And I was with all four of those people on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, well, over the course of those three days, I was only with Rashad here on Sunday, uh, for three straight days, I was with all of them, and I didn't get COVID. And I'm sure you were in the room with Swigard at least Monday or Tuesday for a brief moment. I was not, because he's in the morning. So. Oh, that's right. He doesn't do the afternoon. Yeah, I did, I did not yeah, see yeah. Swag at all. Uh, I mean, I was in the same room that Swag was in, spreading his COVID germs around, but... <laughs> Um, I, I did not, uh, exchange pleasantries. I did not exchange pleasantries with him. So I don't know. I mean, will apparently test the negative too. So that's good. But, um, yeah, uh, I was, I, I had a home test on Tuesday. I found out on Monday of last week in the middle of prime time that, uh, the kid's father tested positive and I was like, oh boy, that's, that's not good because when I was with my girlfriend and the kids over New Year's weekend, uh, her son had a little bit of a raspy throat. Her son's 12, turning 13 in a couple of weeks. And I was like, we, we were joking with him that maybe his voice was changing a little bit finally. You know, it's he still has a higher pitch voice. And we didn't really think much of it. He didn't have a sore throat or anything. It was just a little bit scratchy. And once I found out that his dad tested positive is when all of the gear started going in my head. And I was like, oh, boy. So that means that the scratchy throat was covid and he had COVID, and we were in the house with him. And then, uh, so Tuesday morning, I had one home test left. I took the home test. It tested negative. I called the boss. I said, hey, my home test came back negative. He goes, since you were exposed to so many people, please go get a PCR test, which will 
determine if you have any, even if you're asymptomatic. And I said, okay. Um, for those of you who have dealt with any COVID so far this month, you know that it is really, really, really hard to find a test right now. Uh, every single store first, you know, I was looking for, for at home tests. Um, every single store is sold out and every, everyone I called was like, yeah, we don't know when we're getting more. We have no idea. Um, and then in terms of making an appointment to get a test, every place I went either had no appointments available or check back in the morning, which I did. And they didn't have any appointments or the appointment was like a week and a half out. And I was like, well, that's of no use to me. How, how, okay. So I was able to find one in Woodburn for that day, which was Tuesday. It was 10 a.m. when I found it, and it was an 11.30 a.m. appointment. So I drove my happy ass down to Woodburn and did the PCR test and a little drive-through testing thing, and it was two- to three-day results. So I was out last week because I was waiting for those. I got my results uh, Thursday night at 10.30 p.m., that they were negative and uh, the boss man just had me stay home on Friday just because I was already covered and was like, you know, just, just, let's just reset next week. All right. This has been a lost week. It was a ton of people out. It's like, all right. You know, tell me twice. I'll get another day off. That's fine. Fine. <laughs> fine. I guess I'll, I'll take, stay. I'll take Friday off. Sure. Sure. Um, so that was, that was my saga with it, but, uh, somehow I tested negative and uh, I am still symptom free. I've got, I've got nothing. So I, I guess I got incredibly lucky or, or something, but, um, the, the reason it happened and I, and this is like a really annoyed father thing to do, even though I'm not a dad, although you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I've got, my girlfriend has kids. I don't really know what that makes me, but father figure, I guess, um, was the reason that COVID spread in my little local family here is because the parent of one of my girlfriend's son's friends let them hang out when that kid had a sore throat and had symptoms. Ah, there it is. She let him go to the apartment with, uh, her, to dad's apartment with dad and both kids there. And they hung out on the day before I saw him. And then the day later he tested positive for COVID and I guess had a sore throat and a cough while he was hanging out. There we go. Don't send your kids to go hang out with other kids. If they're sick, man or lady, come on. Like, that's how this stuff spreads. That's what are you doing? Oh, yeah, just you're fine. It's just a little sore throat. Go hang out with people. It's okay. Even though that's like the main symptom of the, the Omicron stuff is sore throat. Infuriating. So that's the reason that everyone in, in that family unit got it was because of a parent who let a kid hang out with symptoms. And uh, it's really, really frustrating. Well, basically, Mike, what we need to do is just get you into a lab. Draw your blood, study it, <laughs> figure out what the hell happened to make it so that you didn't catch COVID and then reproduce whatever serum is in your veins to get out to the masses and the population and end this thing. Very like X-Men-y of you right there. I'm like, I'm like a mutant or something. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, it's funny if you want to add to that is that so my dad caught COVID again. It's the second time he's had it just two days ago. Uh, my mom is negative and has been negative. There's something in the Lynch uh, family uh, bloodline here that we yeah, definitely that need be, to take a look at. That would be the Hassan family bloodline, my mom's side. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it could just be dumb luck. It could be, I have no idea. I, some, uh, my dad told me he read that some people have a better natural immunity to COVID, so maybe, maybe that's just it. I have, no, I have no earthly idea, but I feel very fortunate uh, I'm very relieved because uh, my girlfriend has some immune system issues, and I was very nervous. 
she was vaxxed but not boosted. I was very nervous that she was going to have a really severe reaction to it. She's still sick. She's been pretty pretty sick for like three days now, but it's not getting worse, um, which is good. And her fever's gone, and she's had agonizing body aches where she could barely stand. That seems to be gone at this point, but she still has, you know, cold, cough, all those symptoms. So, yeah, my dad also is just having has a very severe cold, he says. So. Gotcha. Well, glad to hear that you escaped that. And, um, yeah, uh, hopefully that we can get all our horses back here at the station um, because I don't like waking up at 4 a.m. So, I mean, <laughs> I oh, that's that f- right. You did Friday for and swag. I, and right? I'll, be do- I'll be doing that tomorrow, too. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. Uh, our boy Patrick apparently he's trying to catch up on some of the work at his other job. Yes, he uh, he has tested negative now, so he is he is free to go out and about again. That's good. Um, I so, haven't I haven't heard from Rashad, but I know I know he's out because there's no reason to spread it. Well, yeah, and you guys got me all freaked out. I mean, well, I know. Well, because <laughs> I, I told you first, I was like, by the way, I don't know if you need to get tested yet because I don't know if I have anything, but uh, there's a potential that I was exposed. And then the next day I sent it to Rashad and you. And then he was like, oh, I just tested positive. I was like, what? And then I tell. I thought I gave it to him. I was like, oh, no. And it, and I took your basically heated your caution about like uh, you may want to go get tested. I'm like, all right, well, I may not do that because <laughs> there is no test to be found. No, it's very difficult. Uh, so basically, like how i approached it was i told my boss tuesday night i'm like hey so i had a minor interaction with a guy who might be positive and passed by someone who did test positive i don't know what you want to do he's like uh just take wednesday off and then see if anything like happens if you get any like symptoms and we'll go for there and then he's like hey he's like hey how about you take thursday off because there's gonna be too many of us at work and then you can work on sunday instead and that will be a busier day for you, and you can make me. I'm like, all right, fine. I guess I'll have a four-day weekend here. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. I guess I'll do that. So yeah. I was kind of waiting on your word because I know Sunday after the show, last week we talked for a little bit, like 10, 15 minutes in here, and so I was kind of like waiting. I was like, all right, if Mike's got it, then I'll, I'm going to go get a test just, yeah. to be sh- just to be sure. Yeah, because it was about 15 minutes we were talking, and they say that's about the amount of time that it could infect other people yep but. exactly so i was uh did the mini like two-day quarantine basically just to see if anything developed and nothing did and it was all good and you know just gave me an excuse to go uh hit a few bucket of balls and take a really <laughs> take a really good nap on thursday that's there for you sure. go yeah some uh some free days off that was the nice thing about it i guess but uh hopefully you guys are staying safe out there i, I think this is supposed to be Another big surge this month for us in Oregon. Um, I was reading on the OHSU website that they're <laughs> expecting end of January to be kind of like the roughest time for this. I, I don't mean to laugh, but like if I would have known two years ago, year and a half ago, that the case counts of like 100, 200 a day, like, oh, that's <laughs> nothing. Like wait until the end of December, beginning of January 2022. We're going to have like four, 5,000, 6,000 cases a day. I probably would have been out and about a little bit more on those first few months. Is than, that what we're at right now? Is Are we in the thousands? Dude. I, I didn't see. I haven't looked at the numbers. I, I look at the OHA Twitter page every now and then just to see what, like, the daily case counts are. And, yeah, we're getting, like, <laughs> we're getting, like, four, five, six thousand a day. I'm like, dear God. Yeah, this is. Uh, like, this, this is insane. Yeah. It, it, this one is spreading very, very fast. The, the nice thing about from what I've read a lot and obviously from my own experience now with it not personally but from around me is it's 
less severe than the other ones. You know, it's it's a bad cold slash flu like symptom stuff, but um, it seems to be less severe. And from what I've read is that still largely if you're vaccinated, you're not going to the hospital, even if you haven't been boosted yet. Um, the, the, the other scary thing was that my girlfriend's daughter had not been vaxxed yet. Uh, she's only nine and they were actually going to get it to her last week before she caught it. So, um, yeah, it, luckily it seems to be a little bit less severe. It's spreading a lot. So just be safe. You know, if you, if you got a little bit lax with some of the stuff, I know I got a little bit lax with some of the stuff personally. Oh, I for sure did. I mean, it, 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 it just seemed to be like, I was boosted. I felt pretty good. You know, there wasn't a lot of stuff going on just, you know, just be, be smart and just be mindful about what's going on because it's uh really, really, really easy to catch apparently, unless you're me. And then you get exposed to four people and somehow you still test negative. So who knows? I'm just trying to basically get to the end of the school year. Just get to, get to June and just fingers crossed that nothing happens and where my son doesn't have to do any remote learning, you know, yeah. it's just like, God almighty, I don't want to do know. that anymore. Yeah. I don't know how the schools are doing in terms of with spread in the school. Cause my little group caught it from out of school. Let's just say, Mike, that you and I might have to substitute teach at some point. <laughs> uh, well, that, they might be yeah. pulling people off the street. Hey, I, I also saw there was some. Do you some, know addition and subtraction? I do. Fill in for a couple hours, Can you please. Teach it. I don't know. Can two you, plus two is four. Can Learn you it. set up capture the flag for us in the gym? <laughs> yes, I can do that. That'd be that'd be fun. Dude, capture the flag. I was. That was my game. Back in the setting day. it up, you could like build the obstacles around. Oh yeah, that, that. get a couple of bases, make it like a paintball course. <laughs> Put like a l- little barriers randomly so that people can hide behind it. And I don't know. There's We're no- out of music teacher. Can you play hot cross buns on a recorder? <laughs> yes. Well, probably not anymore. But I once once was able to do that. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So just stay safe out there. Be smart. Uh, you know, and and I guess be a little bit lucky too. I, I can't really say much more than that. All right, we got uh, lots of NFL on the show for you today. As we are in the final week of the extended season, we know most of the teams that will be in the playoffs. There's a couple of things left up for debate today, including a very intriguing Sunday night football game. If the Colts do win today, that will be very interesting as the Chargers and Raiders are playing each other and the winner will make the playoffs. And if they tie, they'll both make the playoffs. Hmm. Please, God, happen. Interesting. Please happen. Uh, so we'll get to all that. But uh, I also want to say we're not going to do a true hate it or love it today because Rashad is out. But what we are going to do is we're going to do a hate it or love it playoff edition. And we're going to go through the teams that are in the playoffs and talk whether about we hate or love them in the playoffs this year and have little mini discussions about each team. So that'll be coming up on the show today as well. Uh, the Broncos have uh, started Black Monday a day early because they had a Saturday game as Vic Fangio got fired. We want to discuss that a little bit and uh, plenty more to get to here on Football Sunday. But NFL playoffs, they're coming up next week. We'll start diving into it next. This is Football Sunday on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 919 here on your Sunday morning. Mike and Joe with you today on Football Sunday. We are into week 18. The first time ever we are in week 18. And I just want to do a quick little catch up on some of the situations that we have for playoff seating today. The teams in the AFC that have clinched the Chiefs, the Titans, the Bengals, the Bills, and the Patriots have all clinched. That leaves two seeds up for grabs, the six and the seven seed, although I'm sure there is some manipulation that could be had even with the teams that have clinched, depending on what happens. And then in the NFC, the Packers, the Rams, the Bucks, the Cowboys, the Cardinals, and somehow the Eagles have clinched the uh, playoff spot. So there is only one spot left in the NFC as well. The NFC is actually pretty easy. Uh, It's either going to be the Niners or the Saints that make that final playoff seed. And uh, the Saints clinch with a win and a Niners loss. The Niners just clinch with a win or a Saints loss. So the Niners have the... uh, the step in here they got their foot jammed squarely in the door and they have the the higher chance to make it than the saints but those are the two teams that can do it there in the afc the colts just have to win and they're playing the jags today so they just have to win and they're in if the colts win that will lead to the raiders chargers game today which I believe with a tie would allow somehow both of those teams to make it. Although this article I'm reading seems to say that's, that's not the case. Cause I was told this week that if those two teams tie each other, they're somehow both make it over the Colts. But this thing I'm reading says the Raiders will clinch it with a tie and a Colts loss. Whereas the chargers will clinch it just with a tie. So I don't really know. I guess if the Colts lose, they can tie. Is that, is that the case? Is that what the thing was that I missed this week? Uh, I believe so. That yeah, the Colts. So if the Colts lose to the Jags, then if they tie, they both make it. Is that what it is? Yeah, I had the damn playoff prediction. I have it up. I, I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. I yeah. think I was mistaken. Because if a tie happens in some games, and yeah, something can happen. I don't know. Um, technically, the Ravens and the Steelers both still have a chance, but it's going to be very, very difficult. 
the Steelers clinch with a win and a Colts loss, and if Chargers Raiders doesn't end in a tie, uh, the Ravens will clinch with a win and a Colts loss and a Chargers loss and a Dolphins loss. <laughs> so those two teams likely not going to do it. All right. So it's going to come down to the Saints and Niners in the NFC for that last spot. And uh, I mean, I think the Colts will beat the Jags. I mean, I guess that's it's possible that they don't, but um, the Raiders and Chargers for the last spot in the AFC. Who are you, who are you liking out of those uh, those little two-team combos in, in each league? Uh, I like, I mean, it's kind of hard not to think the Colts are going to win today. Well, I'm, I'm kind of excluding the Colts. <laughs> yeah. So um, between the Raiders and Chargers and the Niners and the Saints, who are you, who are you looking at? I'm liking the Chargers. Uh, I mean, as inconsistent as they can be sometimes, I just trust that team more offensively. Um, so I'm going with Chargers. They are a favorite. I think they're a three point favorite in Vegas. That they are. So I'm 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 really liking LA. I think that they have if they are in the playoffs, they can compete with anybody in the AFC. I think that again, they're inconsistent and they can it seems like they have those one off games like the Texans a couple of weeks ago and then the Ravens earlier in the year where they got completely demolished and you just kind of wonder like, dude, you guys were looking amazing. What the hell just happened there? So they sometimes fall asleep at the wheel or underestimate their opponent. I don't know what it is, but I, I do trust the Chargers out of those two teams to win tonight. And again, I can see them making some noise in the playoffs for sure. Um, in the a- NFC, I'm selfishly rooting for the 49ers today because if I believe how it works out, if the 49ers win, then that will drop the Rams in the playoff standings. And I think the Cowboys then, then can move up to the uh, number three or two seed or something oh, like that okay. and then get a little bit better playoff matchup because I do not want anything to do with the Cardinals in the first round of the playoffs. You don't because the Cardinals do seem, well, I want to save it because we're going to do our hated or love it segments. The Cardinals have been on a downwards trajectory for the last six weeks now eh, yeah they were and then they played the, the cowboys, cowboys last also week. Been. <laughs> <laughs> well and then they played the cowboys last week and they fixed some things and they looked pretty damn good against the cowboys so i'd rather not go through that again granted yeah. it's hard to beat the same team twice and it would be in dallas but guess what last week was in dallas too and they they lost so yeah i'm kind of with you on the chargers and i i, I uh, man the chargers have been inconsistent this year they started the year four and one and justin herbert was playing out of his mind and everyone was like oh my god here they are and now they're nine and seven and in a must win situation, basically to make it to the playoffs. And they did win against the Broncos last week, handily 34, 13. But prior to that, they lost to Houston and also lost to the chiefs. Um, whereas the Raiders have won three games in a row against the Browns, Broncos and Colts, all low scoring, all close games, 16 to 14, 17 to 13 and 23 to 20. In a lot of cases, momentum is very important in these last game playoff scenarios where the Raiders have a lot of momentum right now, but I just don't think they're as good of a team as the chargers. I just think it's that simple. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's luck that the Raiders got to where they are now. Obviously they're, they're good enough to have nine wins, but I've seen plenty of Raiders games this year and I almost never leave impressed. Even in some of those games from the last few weeks, when they, when they've won those games, Am I supposed to be impressed with the 17-13 win over the Broncos with Drew Lockett quarterback? I mean, Derek Carr's played better than he has for me in the past because he's no longer just 
throwing checkdowns every time. He's he's kind of opened up his his uh, his arm a little bit in the offense. But I, it's the Raiders, man. I mean, I'm, are we supposed to trust them? But then again, it's the Chargers. Are we supposed to trust the Chargers to not charger it in the last game of the season, right before making the playoffs? They just have better talent. The Chargers do, and I think that's the key: is you've got the better quarterback, you've got the better running back. You've got the better receiving core. I think the Raiders have the better defense, so you know that that does give them some points there. But in terms of offensive weapons, and it's a, still an offensive league, I I, I got to go with the Chargers in that one. And then it, the the Niners Saints is interesting because the Saints play the Falcons, and the Niners have the Rams, which you mentioned. I don't know how many guys are resting for the Rams. I know playoff seating still up for them, so I think they probably want to win their game against the Niners, but. Those two matchups are nowhere near created equal. The Niners have a really tough game, and it's in L.A. Well, the Rams are playing for the division title. That yeah. is not uh, locked up for them. Oh, so. that's right. Yeah, the Cardinals could still get that today. Yep. yep. So they yeah. are, they are playing for something. They're playing for, again, if things fall in place, uh, the Cowboys could be playing either the Cardinals or the Rams in the first round. And, again, I just, as a Cowboys fan, I don't want to see either of those teams in yeah. the first round. Yeah, I mean, but and, and does it not kind of – and I want to get to this next, but does it not kind of put a negative light immediately on the new playoff picture if the Saints make the playoffs at yeah. 9 and 8 with some combination of Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill, and Ian Book playing quarterback for the last nine weeks? It kind of it kind of does put a little bit of a, of a negative light on that because the AFC has been fun. Like, all the teams who are in the AFC picture are in some ways deserving, except for maybe the Steelers. I mean, the Ravens, boy, talk about a team that's completely collapsed. But the Ravens are a team who have lost, what, five in a row now? Right. And are eight and eight. That's a team I still think would be good in the playoffs with Lamar Jackson healthy and back. But in the NFC, it's like, yeah, it's the, it's the Niners who have kind of come on late here in the season and have played better here towards the end, but it's Jimmy Garoppolo and, uh, and it's the saints with backup quarterbacks, Ray. Like it's, it's like, Oh boy, is that really what the NFL wanted? Yeah. And that's always, you know, I guess that's always kind of the case with these final teams making it in as a wild card. I mean, some of them might be some years you get a good, you know, both teams are 10 and six getting the wild card. Usually it's a nine and seven team. Sometimes it's eight and eight, you know, sometimes, you have a damn seven and nine division winner. It's just like sometimes there's these teams that make it where you're just kind of like, well, that team is lucky to be in and they're going to lose right away. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, and I don't don't go too far into it, Joe, because I do want to talk about that next, because now that we've had a full season leading into this, I want to kind of digest the new playoff format a little bit because it's we're going to see it next week and there's positives and there's negatives to it. But it's just it was just my initial thought seeing those were the two teams that were left fighting to get it. And I was like, hmm. All right. Well, I guess we'll get this more often now because we do have the expanded playoffs. But uh, I don't know if the Niners are going to beat the Rams. So if the Niners lose and the Saints, I mean, that's the Saints making the playoffs, and that's nuts. I mean, good job for Sean Payton making that team who's been hit with injuries and has had a pretty underperforming Alvin Kamara this year, getting them into the playoffs if they do wind up making it today. But uh, so lo- still plenty of stuff that that is to be watched today in a Week 18 despite some teams or many teams resting players before the playoffs. But coming up next, we now have 14 teams in the playoffs in the NFL. One team will get the bye, and we got one extra team that makes it. After having a full season and seeing how the playoffs are going to look, how are you feeling about the new format? We'll get to that next. First, Joe Sports. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. We have reached week 18, our first ever week 18 in the NFL. First time with an extra game. It is a little bit strange seeing the records right now on the standings and realizing that's not the final record. Seeing uh, my team, the Broncos, finish 7-10. and 10. What? 7-10. and 10. But, uh, yeah, we have got the new expanded playoffs beginning next week. Now, before the season started, when we were first uh, made aware of the changes that were happening. I mean, they did it last year, right? No. This is the first year of the expanded playoffs. I thought it was the first year of the expanded season, but I could have sworn last year was the first year we did the one through seven. Oh, because of COVID? Yeah. You might be right. Yeah, but it is the first year of the expanded play uh, expanded season. No, I don't think I'll double check on that. Continue. I'll do our I'll, I'll get the research team. on. I it. mean, baseball did that. Baseball did expanded playoffs. But yeah, double double check, because I felt like the NFL was mostly normal last year. Like they basically just did a normal season. Um, But I am a big I was a big fan of the expanded playoffs because of just the extra games. Like the fact that next weekend we have six total games is amazing that we have two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday and a Monday night football playoff game, which, you know, for those of us out here on the West coast is a little bit inconvenient because you know, it's going to be at five and you're going to be driving home from work and all that kind of stuff. But uh, that, that was a huge reason why I was in support of it because 
I think the first two weeks of the playoffs are some of my favorite sports weekends of the year because you get two full days of just really important games that matter. This is year two of the expanded playoffs. Really? Yep. Did we have three and three last year? We did. Boy, I do not remember that at all. Yes, we did. Um, crazy to think that last year we had expanded playoffs in all three major sports. Yeah. COVID year. <laughs> that is that is pretty incredible. That's insane to me. Yep. Who... Uh, we had, in NFC, we had Rams, Seahawks, uh, Buccaneers, Washington, and uh, Saints, Bears. That was the Nickelodeon game. I remember oh, that. Oh, you're right. Okay. And then okay. A- AFC was Bills, Colts, Ravens, Titans, Browns, Steelers. Okay. You're right. I, d- I did totally forget about that. How about that? Sorry for my bad memory on that one, guys. But the idea of having all those playoff games was great to me, and uh, that's why I liked it a lot. But I'm also, generally speaking, in sports, pretty opposed to expanded playoffs because I want the best teams to make it and I want the regular season to mean something. I think one of the things I struggle with in the NBA the most is that you have 16 teams make the playoffs every year and that in reality you have, what, like three teams really with a chance to win the title. So, like, to use the hometown team for an example as the Blazers – the Blazers have been perennially the six, seven, eight seed, and they've never had a real chance at making the finals ever. Yet they make the playoffs every year, and it's kind of like tricked the franchise up until this point into thinking like they're good enough to to make that final push. Where in reality they're the six, seven, and eight seed, and and they have been a higher seed before. Don't get me wrong; it's just generally that's where they've kind of you know filtered down to. I don't I don't like that. I'm I'm against it in baseball too. I don't want expanded playoffs in baseball because you know, it kind of detracts from the regular season. It's you, you, you play a long regular season for what reason? Like you, you have to be good in the regular season to make the playoffs, especially in baseball when, when you've got, uh, and I think they're expanding it anyway, but I mean, you've got the limited, uh, you've got the limited amount of teams making it in and you've got the wild card game with one team getting knocked out. Although, you know, you can have a separate, separate argument about that. It's the best of the best are making it. And you're going to get the best matchups in the playoffs instead of a bunch of early round potential blowouts because you have a team that barely deserved to make it making the playoffs. So I'm kind of torn on it because I love the idea of more games and I hate the idea of putting teams in that barely deserve to make the playoffs. So that's why I asked the question last segment about the Saints and the Niners in particular with the Saints. I don't think the Saints are anywhere near deserving of a playoff spot yet. If they make the playoffs, they're going to be what seed? Where is that? They're going to be the sixth seed, right? Or potentially the seventh seed. They're going to have a matchup. If, if if they're the seventh seed and the playoffs and everything else stayed the same, it's the Saints versus the Rams. Is New Orleans going to put up a fight against L.A. at all? Mm, no. I mean, or, def- or is that going to – I mean, any given Sunday, something can happen. But right. that screams 34 to 14 to me. And – you want the competitive games, but on the flip side, again, I'm kind of playing both sides of the fence here. Initially you get chargers versus Titans. If it ended exactly like it is right now, the chargers could hundred percent beat the Titans. Yep. And that is a good potential matchup. You also have the Colts and the Bengals. That's a good matchup. Both those teams could win that game. So in the AFC, the expanded playoffs look great this year In the NFC, they look a little bit less great. 
Well, and that's kind of been the case at least this entire season for the most part is that like AFC is wide open, whereas the NFC has like the top five teams, Packers, Rams, Cardinals, Bucks, Cowboys. And then it was like, all right, well, whoever gets those last two spots, you know, they're going to be prized and eliminated in the first round. So, and that's kind of what it's looking like at this point. Yeah. I mean, it does give people the underdog to root for, which I think is kind of cool. You know, you, you pull for the, the little engine that could that could potentially beat a high seed team and cause an upset. But the problem with that, and and we find this often in the in the NBA too, is the team that causes the upset the next round just goes and gets demolished. Right. Because hey, good little upset guys, and that's the end of the line for you right there. Yeah. But you know, it's also a good story. So I I am really torn on this, and that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it. I think it at the end of the day, in the NFL, I like the expanded playoffs because I just love the games. I think the playoff games are so fun. I get so jazzed up for those weekends of just, you know, getting some special food or some special drinks and just consuming a ton of really important good football games. And that's the thing. It's like as a red zone viewer for me personally, that's when I get fully behind watching each tiny little bit of every full game is when it's a playoff game and it matters 100%. So, yeah. And that's going to be the case for tonight, too, because both those teams are fighting for a playoff chance. The winner gets in. I mean, that that's insanely exciting. I mean, the NFL, they made the decision because they knew that they would make money off of extra games, mm-hmm. and they were 100% correct because who doesn't love extra playoff football? I mean, you get those two, four extra games every weekend. Um, if I'm doing my math correct, I mean, you get the two extra wild card games or the one extra, excuse me. So two extra on the yeah. weekend, but yeah, I mean, hundred percent sign me up. But the reason I like it is because it gives the number one seed getting that number one seed, even more reason to play for that. As opposed to the top two seeds getting the buy. Yeah. And I know that people say like, well, if you know, in the old format, if you were the number one seed, you do still get the advantage. You get the home field advantage. I get that, but it felt like a lot of the time, the number one and number two seed, it was just you could almost lock it in just about every time they yeah. were going to win that divisional round matchup. Because just, just get up above the two line and you'll be safe. Yeah, yeah. you're getting that extra week off and you have time to heal up and you're not. I mean, that's one less week or one less opponent that you have to prepare for. So getting that number one seed now is just even more important than ever. Because, yeah, you get that home field advantage, but you get that one week off. It's It gives it more, more reward to winning the conference. Again, it, you get this long 18-week season, and instead of two teams getting that first-round buy and getting rewarded for it, it's like, no, you, if you win the conference, to the victor go the spoils. It's not just home field advantage, which, again, don't get me wrong, is very important, but you get that week off, and that is huge because then you can watch the teams and – you can get a little bit more prep time and, again, heal up. And to me, that's that's the biggest thing for the expanded playoffs is getting that one seed through the playoffs. There's also been some talk that it's uh, not always the best to get a bye because you lose some of the momentum that you had and the other team's going to be riding high after a win. But generally, I tend to agree with you on that. And it does. It makes that top seed that much more important because, uh, you know, like I was saying, it's not just getting above the two line. It's you got to be the best team in the conference. You're rewarded for being the best team in the conference, bar none, that's it. Um, but I do think for the NFL that the expanded playoffs is good because it's a shorter season. I think that's the key for me. With the longer seasons over the course of 82 games or 162 games, you know who a team is. But in the NFL, 
so much changes every four weeks that there are tons of teams that could be good enough to be playoff teams who maybe had a bad start or had a big injury, and then somebody comes back, and all of a sudden they make it in and they have a chance to do it. So generally, I think it's a good it's a good idea for that um, because it's just it's hard to gauge a team truly over just seventeen or eighteen games. Well, I guess sixteen or seventeen games. Um, it's it's just a difficult thing to do, and the NFL is kind of perfect for that. Whereas in, in the MLB, you know who the good teams are. They've played 162 games. Like, you know who is a playoff team. And expanding it, you, you see a lot more games that uh, – or a lot more teams that maybe are a little bit more borderline that don't deserve it. The other positive, too, is it's made more games matter towards the end of the season. Um, you know, as a red zone watcher, that's the thing that they always kind of focus on. It's like what games mean something for the playoffs – and the last few weeks, there's been so many games that have potential playoff implications. And, and even this week, there's, there's, there's more that obviously don't because we're almost towards the end. But you still have more games than, than normal that have the playoff effect this year just because of the extra spots. So I think it's been a, a success. I don't know if I, I care about the extra week or not. I mean, it's extra money for the league, I guess, and it's another week of football. So who am I to complain? But I wasn't really overly uh, – overly enthused on any opinion either way for that one all right coming up next before we get to hour two which we will be doing a extended hater love it with the teams currently in the playoffs clinched a spot um, or at least expected to be in the playoffs uh, i'd like to get to the broncos firing vic fangio which begins black monday on black sunday as they played yesterday they fired vic fangio after a seven and ten season and the broncos now have a chance to make a big leap with the right hire. We'll get to that next. This is Football Sunday on the Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela. The mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. The final week of the NFL season means coach firings, and we got the first one with Vic Fangio being fired by the Broncos this morning. They went 7-10 and 10 this year. And the Broncos have not made the playoffs in quite some time. I believe 2015 is the last time they made the playoffs, so it's been a, it's been a long stretch for them. And as a Broncos fan myself, this was certainly, I think, the right move. Everything I've heard from Vic Fangio is that he built and fostered an amazing locker room. Uh, the players all raved about it, said it was the best locker room they'd ever been in, in in the NFL or maybe even in football in general. 
But uh, that only gets you so far when you're a really bad in-game head coach, and he was really, like, scarily conservative, especially with the way the game is moving now, and often made really, really boneheaded decisions at the end of games. So with that, I think it is fine that they do let go of Vic Fangio, although they are losing a fantastic defensive mind. He was their defensive coordinator at the same time, and they did have another top five defense in the NFL this year with him. But the thing with the Broncos that's so interesting, and we've talked about this this year as well, and probably last year, and I mean, I'm a fan, but just generally, I think they're an interesting team, is that they are built to win now. They just don't have a quarterback. And they also haven't had a really good head coach either. What are either. you talking about? Did you see Drew Locke scrambling, running all over the field, scoring touchdowns yesterday? I did see Drew Locke scrambling, running all over the field, scoring touchdowns yesterday, and I hated every second of it. You know why? <laughs> because Drew Locke sucks. But Drew Locke every year has one game or two games where he does stuff like that and looks poised and uses his legs and makes some good throws, and you're like, wait a minute. Do we have something in Drew Locke? No. You're being gaslit. <laughs> yes. I don't want to be gaslit by him anymore. I understand who Drew Locke is. I understand that Drew Locke has had a bad go of it with a lot of head coaches and a lot of offensive coordinators, and it's been tough on him, I'm sure. But he's got the tools physically. I don't think he has it mentally, and that's that's just the end of it. But the Broncos are a good team. They have a really, really good defense, and they have a lot of good players on offense. And they've got a solid offensive line. They just don't have a quarterback. And we talked about this last year before the Deshaun Watson situation happened with the masseuses, the masseurs. And um, before all that, it was all I wanted was Deshaun Watson in a Broncos uniform because I felt like he would unlock the team. Um, I wanted Aaron Rodgers in a Broncos uniform. He's still with the Packers. Who knows what's happening with that next year? Denver needs to find a quarterback. I don't know if this year's draft is it. The... From what I've read, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of elite quarterback prospects. Uh, none of them are going in the top few picks, at least. I have no idea if that does, you know, if their scouting department has found someone who has the skills for it or not. But they need a quarterback and they need a head coach. And I know those are two of the hardest things to get, but they are that close, that close to being like a perennial AFC top four seed. And yet they are finishing below 500 every year because they don't have a quarterback. The Broncos are that close. All they need is basically the two most important things on the team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, um, they do. I, I don't know. I'm trying to remember who it was over the last week that I'd heard saying this, but basically the Broncos, they might, I don't see them going to the draft, and it made sense. Again, I can't remember who said this, but they went Drew Locke didn't happen they went Paxton Lynch they went Brock Osweiler they tried to get these guys from the draft and it hasn't worked what's the last quarterback that did work for them a veteran quarterback mm -hmm. Peyton Manning that led them to heights they hadn't seen since John Elway essentially two Super Bowls yes won one of, well, both of them but won one of them yeah. so I think that the Broncos front office is like, we need, we need to get a veteran presence. We need to get a quarterback that we know can play and is, you know, I know they went with Teddy Bridgewater this year, but we've all seen Teddy Bridgewater over the years. He is serviceable at best. He is yeah. not going to light your team up. He's not going to win you a game. He's not going to take you to the promised land. He's uh he's captain check down basically. Exactly. Yeah. So whether they go, Kirk Cousins, which is basically like the most um, 
Like, again, better than Teddy Bridgewater, an upgrade for sure. But, again, you see what he's done with the Vikings over the last few years, yeah. and it's been mediocre for the most part. Or do they uh, take the big swinge and go for an Aaron Rodgers? And then you pair him up with a head coach that maybe is younger, that Aaron Rodgers knows that he has a little bit more control, basically, of the offense. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that'll that be interesting what the Broncos do. I mean, you've got you've got some young head coaches. It seems like basically the route to go now is go offensive-minded. Go with a former uh, quarterback's coach, offensive coordinator. Go get someone on the Sean McVay tree. Yeah, basically, right? So there's going to be a lot of teams with some interesting choices to make. And the Broncos, they got to make those two choices because, yeah, exactly. They don't have – it's not like they just drafted Trevor Lawrence. They didn't just – get a Justin Fields and they kind of have that figured out. Now they got to have a head coach to match that. They got to get both. Well, if the uh, report that I saw on my phone this morning says anything about uh, what you're talking about, it's that they're not thinking that the three names, this is according to the NFL network, three names to watch for Denver's head coach opening are Dan Quinn, Gerard Mayo, who is the linebackers coach for the Patriots right now, former linebacker for the Patriots and Nathaniel Hackett, who is an offensive coordinator. Uh, I have a very close tie to him considering he was a Syracuse offensive coordinator uh, under Doug Marone for a couple of years. He then went to Jacksonville with Doug Marone and was there for a while. I guess he's kind of made himself into a better offensive mind, but boy, he sucked when he was at Syracuse, like really bad offensive coordinator. So I saw those three names and I went, Oh boy, I don't know. I don't know about that at all, but, uh, it's 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 such an interesting job. The, the biggest difference with Denver right now that gives me hope is that John Elway is no longer making the decisions. It's uh, George Payton, who is the former Vikings assistant GM, who has come in and has actually been really, really good uh, so far at, at GMing, general managing. And I'm hopeful that maybe he's better at picking guys out of the draft quarterback wise than John Elway was who obviously had a type and his type was let's pick bad tall quarterbacks who can throw the ball far um maybe he has a, a little bit of a better eye for that kind of talent but to be honest I say they need a quarterback and a head coach if you have a good quarterback you don't really even need a great head coach you just need a serviceable head coach at that point right obviously a great head coach is, is preferred but just get a guy who doesn't make dumb decisions Maybe he doesn't always make smart decisions. Maybe it's just more neutral, but just go get a quarterback. And like, I, I don't like Aaron Rodgers as a person, but as a fan, if he's the quarterback of the Broncos, are you telling me they're not a top three seed in the AFC next year? Come on. That's it's, it's literally all they need. They, they have built themselves to be a great, fully functioning, really well-balanced team. You got a great rookie running back in Javante Williams. You re-signed two young receivers in Sutton and Tim Patrick. You got Jerry Judy coming into his third year next year. You've got a good set of tight ends. Your offensive line's finally fixed. You got a couple of good young guys there as well. You got Patrick Sertan, who's already like one of the better corners in the league as a rookie, which is insane. Two good safeties. Maybe you need a couple of better linebackers and a better pass rush because Bradley Chubb has not turned into what you thought he would be. But, you know, generally speaking, you're solid everywhere. You just need that quarterback. And I hope that I have hope that Peyton will be the guy to get them the quarterback and to go find a smart head coach who knows what he's doing. And uh, hopefully the NFL network report is wrong because uh, I don't want any of those guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. Well, I think just going 
from Vic Fangio to Dan Quinn, you know, that's kind of like, hey, let's go from a defensive-minded head coach to a defensive-minded head coach. Yeah. Like, I think that the Broncos need to go for that new, young offensive mind that likes to light up the scoreboard. That'd be nice. They need a quarterback to do that first, though. Yes, exactly. Gotta, like Don't I get said, a young offensive mind when you got Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke because they're not going to be able to do anything with it. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah, that, that is, that's one of the tougher spots as far as, like, head coaching positions right now because you've got to – Got to find that quarterback to go with him. Yeah. They also fired Pat Shermer as OC, which, thank God, he's terrible. Um, <laughs> all right. Coming up next hour, we're going to do uh, an extended hate it or love it with the teams that have currently clinched a playoff spot. I'm going to throw the Colts into that bin as well because they might as well clinch because they're playing the Jags today. Um, we'll get to that in the next couple of segments. Hour two coming up on Football Sunday on The Fan. For- we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 